Spags, Big Ben has retired. We have coaching moves that you are probably more excited than me to discuss. And you have even threatened a hodgepodge of topics. What do you have in store for me? I have a lot, Pete. We have to talk about coaching up right before the show. Jeff Fisher hired as a USFL coach. So we got to catch up on all the hot USFL news. We're going to build some conference championship, low ball lineups. We even have a little underdog special deal going on right now. We got to pick them play. You got to be playing over at underdog. So let's just hit the intro and get to it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Splash Play, the fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. And once again, I am Chris Spaggs, joined by your friend of mine, Pete Overs. At Pete, how are you feeling? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I went to the gym. I after um, my trip to Tahoe, I've I feel truly motivated to not eat and drink like a piece of shit. So you know, I've strung together now like four good days, no alcohol, eating clean, getting to the gym. So you know, I'm feeling good. Also, I got a gift that came in today. Uh, the guys from the Discord, the Club MGMI for for the for Christmas, gave me a gift card to Lululemon to try out the Lululemon joggers, and I just got them in spags. Unlike you, I will show you my tushy. They are Ooh. so comfy. Oh, let's see that tush. I feel like I can do anything in these. Uh, so yes, I, I'm feeling nice and comfy. I respect your your confidence there because you could have easily had it like wedging up a little and your balls could have just been visible for everybody. <laughs> well, <you should. laughs> I mean, it definitely could have been. I didn't even think that through. I probably like five times out of 10. Um, I had... I used to, when I used to do improv all the time and I had it pointed out to me, like there were certain pairs of pants where you could just see my dick showing on stage. <laughs> and, uh, I was just blissfully unaware of that until one of the girls in one of my troops got kind of politely mentioned it to me. So it, it's definitely a risk. It definitely is. That, that is a thing too, where we, you know, we as men, we shouldn't go down this road too deeply, but I will say, you know, like guys always get the like, Oh, you know, objectifying women things. Women will sometimes be like, yeah, I could see that guy's dick outline. And like, I've had girls be like, yeah, I could see, like I could spot a guy's dick size from a mile away that I've heard <laughs> now, like real classy girls, obviously, but it goes both ways. It's 2022 feet. Yeah, no, it, it felt like, uh, you know, us guys have it coming to us. Some, sometimes we have to get objectified for having a silhouette of our dick on stage. <laughs> that is true. And now it's time, guys, to hit that like button <laughs> if you can. I'm seeing Nick in the chat saying, no swole cast just makes me appreciate this even more. I didn't know the swole cast ended before the season ends. You know, so it was... it was this whole ordeal. We had said last show, Kitchen had basically said, we're going to do one more swole cast before the Super Bowl. And I negotiated, I said, how about this? Because Kitchen roots for the Titans and Davis roots for the Chiefs. And I said, if both the Chiefs and the Titans win, we do a show. Or if both of them lose, we do a show. Thinking both of them being miserable, both of them being euphoric would be good. Obviously, that parlay didn't hit. Uh, so I knew we weren't doing a show. I knew Dave wasn't going to back down on that. Davis really wanted to do a show. Obviously, he's on the better end of that with the Chiefs winning. He took it to Twitter. He tried to drum up support. Uh, we could not get the show going. Dave refused. And so, yeah, people were tilting. Kitchen is one of those guys I've not had much interaction with firsthand, and I, I know a good amount of the RG guys, but I have to say, I got to respect him for putting his foot down, though. You know, on this show, we are on the side of let's just keep doing shows. I don't care if we have nothing to talk about. And I think that you got to respect the different approaches. Yes, it is. Uh, I will say, you know, I think that the bone to pick that Kitchen has is, you know, Davis is sometimes, um, you know, not always present during the show. Maybe he's making, you know, soccer DFS lineups, he's multitasking. And so maybe better collective doesn't want to just write that check uh to davis so you know you and me we put on our hard hats you know we we make a show sheet we actually uh prep for this show so i think we deserve uh our continued airtime and we make sure we continue to get paid <laughs> so, uh, sometimes even with some follow-up emails <laughs> oh yeah good point it the like i heard payroll's being processed pete don't worry i had some expense reports <laughs> also had to get through but we're good there so hit the like button if you can subscribe to pete's channel subscribe to the splash play channel as well because it's possible we start doing some more stuff over there in the coming months but we got a lot going on here we are going to continue to run strong i prepared to actually talk about a lot of non-football things today but we now have more than enough football news to kind of get through so Let's hit some plugs because I do have a question to ask Pete as well. 
First of all, make sure you're going to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. 99 cents a week are the packages on there I've had to do uh, because my multifaceted job. I had to write ad copy about Football Outsiders this week that's going to be in the front office sports newsletter uh, because we have ads during Super Bowl week. So uh, great things going on on Football Outsiders. Data, Pete, that'll change your life over there. That'll make you <laughs> a much more well-rounded football analyst and really DFS player better, whatever angle it is over at Football Outsiders. They got it at footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. I, I've seen your numbers don't lie copy, so I can only imagine what this looks like. <laughs> Football never ends at <laughs> And uh, also make sure that you are going over to Underdog Fantasy. You got the promo code Pete on there. Now you got the promo code Splash. And I don't know that we We got about promo this. code Splash? We do. Okay. We have not done the graphics yet, and it's not fully rolled out, really, because that's, of course, the nature of just everything we do here. Uh, but I will tell you, Pete, I, we didn't even talk about this, but it is a $100 deposit match up to $100 if you are going to Underdog Fantasy and using that promo code SPLASH. But I did ask them directly, Pete, if just for a bit on the show, if we get like a $1 entry into something, like more than the traditional promo code, just so I could be like, and it's better than promo code Pete. And they were like, we can't do that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a universal uh, promo for them. But I'm thinking, what, maybe above? me a little little underdog uh little something there yeah they're doing some i we haven't announced it fully but they're also helping us put on some nfl draft content over at football outsiders so we are doing some big stuff with there and i'm excited to get in the mix and then hopefully maybe we maybe i know we have josh norris we have hayden winks on the show a good amount uh but i want to get troll withers over here at some point oh that would be fun i i don't know him like only from you know i follow him on twitter and and check out his stuff but like i don't i don't personally know him i would i would love to uh do a show with him yeah, I think we're competing now time-wise because they're doing that three-hour, uh, you know, Pat McAfee version of the show. But honestly, I was tuning in a little bit while doing my workout before the show. And really just they were just going through like box scores and having a good time, like doing the kind of thing we would do if filling three hours on a show. Uh, so I recommend checking that out. Just, you know, not a time to splash what goes on. But go check out Troll's show. I think he's doing a great job and a very funny guy who I really am uh, pleased to be in the same category of Barstool alum with. Um, but let's talk, Pete. I have to ask you the question before we get into all the football stuff into Big Ben. Wordle, we have not talked about it on this show that I'm aware of unless I completely blacked that out of my head, which is possible. Um, I like Wordle. I like the game itself. I do not like Wordle culture. I do not like the Twitter thing. I do not like how the first time I played Wordle, I sent a screenshot to one of my long-term buddies in like a Twitter thread where it's just us talking. And then like somebody was searching Wordle and then chastised me for posting the screenshot of the word because I could spoil it for the other Wordleites. And then when the Wordleites take over the world, then I'm going to be in deep trouble. So I have a fraught relationship with Wordle. Pete, where do you stand? Yeah, so you mentioned this in our text, our, our you know, yes. behind the curtain pre-show thing, and I, I wanted to save this bombshell for you, and I, I promise I'm not playing dumb, I'm not just being like, I don't like this thing, so I'm going to pretend I don't know what it is. I, I've obviously seen it on my timeline. I legitimately do not know what it is, I don't know how it works, I don't know where it's generated, like you get a prompt from somewhere, I don't understand what's being shared to Twitter I don't understand why sometimes there's one line, other times there's multiples. I don't understand why some people accuse others of cheating. I literally know nothing about fucking Wordle. All right, so here's the thing, Pete. Now we have to play Wordle on the show, and I'm going to send you, I'm texting you the link right now. Um, it is, in fact, on a British site, powerlanguage.co.uk is the URL. If you search Wordle, you'll get there, in addition to all the media websites out there uh, doing it to get clicks. Basically, kind of like a Wheel of Fortune-style game, except that it's five letters and a word, and basically you have to get the letters of the word. It'll explain it better on the screen, Pete, than I'm going to right here, but you're basically just guessing a word in, I think, six tries. You're guessing a word in six tries. Uh, oh, and these are these are examples here. Yep. So if okay. you guess the word, look like if you guess a letter correctly in the spot it's supposed to be in the word, it'll be green. If you guess a letter correctly that's in the word but not in the correct spot, it'll be yellow. And that's the whole thesis of the game. That's the Sudoku so, of words. So it's it's kind of like the uh, Wheel of Fortune style thing, right? Yes. With just yeah. no Hangman, no yep. clue. Um, and so when people just have one across, it means that they literally didn't get a single one wrong. They didn't get a single letter out of the ones that are in the word. Yes. Which is uh, like fucking impossible. Right. So these people are cheating. Now I'm on the, I'm on the truth. I have, I'm undefeated in Wordle and I will, I will pull up my Wordle. On undefeated. My How I'm many tries do you get? Um, I mean, you get six tries, but I have not like, you could play every day. It's a new word every day. And um, I have not lost yet, and I have I've actually thought about tweeting it, but I saw enough people have tweeted that they're undefeated, undefeated so whatever. Wait, but, uh, wait, wait, wait! This whole thing about there's only one. The thing about the spoilers is this game can't be played more than once in a day. There's literally only one word each day. 
Yes. And you, you could theoretically cheat, I guess, and play like on your phone and your laptop and it'll be separate, but then you can't keep that sweet track record like I just did being like, boom, 16 wins, 16 tries, undefeated Wordleite right here. Okay. So you need to walk me through this. I still, so I pick any letter right now. So, so guess a word, like guess what, oh, what's a five letter word that speaks to you? Heart. Okay. That you like a heart. Okay. Heart. All right. So now, now I do H. Yep. So just type in heart. Okay. You got to spell heart. <laughs> Please. I, I want you to condescend to me, but not too hard. <laughs> okay. Hit enter. So, okay. So the T is in the right spot. The, okay. So I know that this word ends with T. Yep. But it does not have an H, an E, an A, or an R in it. Uh, right. Okay. I see what you're saying now. So it, and the, when people have one line though, that means that they guessed it on the first try. Yes. Like, which, which is rare. It's a very difficult. You have to be like unbelievably lucky to have pulled that off. Okay. Um. It see now you assholes just have probably like a rolodex of five letter words. Uh. You know at the at the tip of your you know thing here. There are people that do this and like that use the same word every day because it kind of scratches like the the wheel of fortune R S T L N E kind of thing where you're hitting you know enough to get an idea of where the word is. I freestyle it. That's just me. I just do jazz here on Wordle. Okay. Um. All right. Let me see. Uh, so it's a waste. So if I have a five letter word that ends in T, but it includes one of the letters up here, is that bad? Um, yes, it should not include. I mean, you could do that. Like if you're really stuck, but you should try to make another word that ends in T. So, you know, like if these other four letters are in the word or not, Kyle, I mean, the season's <laughs> not even over yet. Just, I mean, just wait till the off season. We're funny. not even doing the football. Dude. I'm glad we're doing this first. I was like, maybe I'll ask Pete and we will save it for the show. Nope. Let's just fucking do it. Let's wordle it up. Um, wow. Nick giving me GTO strategy. The best starting word mathematically is rotate. So there's, or no, row eight, row eight, row eight. Yeah. Okay. All right. You uh, learn hope, something new. Hope in the chat saying a lot of people start with irate every day, which just seems like I, bad vibes. Can I just say this right now? I fucking hate this shit. Like <laughs> I do not want to be, a. am going to do this for the show, but I do okay. not want to be a part of wordle culture. I swear to God, in the same way, if you tag me in some like crypto or NFT giveaway, I automatically mute you. If you start tagging me in Wordle content, you're gone. I hate this already. I just wanted to, I was going to do the number eight. I thought EA or E-I-G-H-T would be a, a good guess here, but the, it has the E in it. I mean, you could still do it, but you have the E and the H in it. So you're already kind oh, of- Oh, the H, yeah, that's there. a bad guess. Um, Give me a fucking five letter word. I um, I will say the one that I used first today was ready, but that's obviously you, that we know the T is there. So that wouldn't be good. How about bigot? B-I-B-O-T. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's try that here. B I G O T. And also this is tough because I do know the word, so I can't guide you too strongly. So I'm just kind of, but we, oh, we got no, we got no. Okay. But the O is not the fourth letter. That just means oh. the o is in one of the other three spots. So green is correct spot letter is just it could be anywhere yep okay um i i i will bet you however much you want francis i will not get addicted to this unless my wife does and it's some kind of relationship building <laughs> thing we do together um you know, I'll help guide you, Pete, just for the sake of us actually talking about football. What if you were to try counts, perhaps? The O would then be in a different spot. You would have letters you haven't used yet. Let's see. Also, people are now seeing my Wordle process. And again, I'm an undefeated world cha uh, Wordle champion. Wordle world champion. Wow. Ooh. Wow. Mount. Mount. I want to do mount. Uh-oh, Pete. You might have Wordled it up. <laughs> King of the Wordle. King of the Wordle. Wow. I just mounted the shit out of this Wordle and took it for a goddamn ride. And now there's somebody out there who's probably really bad that they know the answer to this word, but it's a freebie for everybody out there. It's like the pick em play of Jamar Chase over one yard on underdog. All right, Francis, I'll bet you $5. I never do another Wordle again in my life. <laughs> Honor system. So that's uh, You haven't seen these at all then? You haven't seen- like, No, no, I've boxes? seen them on okay. Twitter, uh, but I see the I see the Twitter version of it. Um, how, how do they get the little boxes onto Twitter? Um, because it's just a little like emojis. So it's just like a series of whatever many emojis. Okay, let me see what this looks like. Um, Here we go. We, we, get, we posted the negative chat. Caleb in the chat saying, hate that I love this. Thank you. Thank you. That's what that's what we hope Splash Play is. Just come along with the ride. We're going to take you somewhere fun. I I will never press send on this tweet. Oh, that honestly ever. looks pretty sick, though. Like, you got a, like a sick little graph. <laughs> no. 
No, you know what? Never. Never. Well, anyway, it went like it was trending on Twitter the other day and I think made it even more popular because the word was, I'm sorry, cover your ears if you didn't play Wordle a couple days ago. It was Noel, like grassy Noel, K-N-O-L-L. And I got that on try six. I felt pretty good. The people were really thrown for a loop because it had two L's in it and usually Wordle doesn't have duplicating words. Have they monetized this site? Are they making any money nope. off of this? It's just for the love of the game, man. Just for the love <laughs> of the Wordle game. Just for the love of the game. So is this like you look forward to this every morning? Like you get your cup of coffee and you pull up your Wordle ready to... No, I just do it if I remember. Like I do it if I have downtime or I see somebody remind me. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't play Wordle today and I do it. That's why I'm not fully undefeated. Like I, you have a streak as well. So if you play every day, it'll tell you like you've been right every day or whatever. Um, I just do it when I remember. So I like, I'll miss a day here and there. All right. You, so you're like good at it, but you're casual oh, about it. You're not too genius, hardcore. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's Wordle for you guys. Check it out if you if you're confused as to what it is. Now you know. Now Pete knows. Now we all know. So that's what the show's all about. The fantasy football podcast for every game under the sun. Wordle is a game. It is. And a game I would never like to think about again. So let's talk football now and hit that like button if you can, especially if you liked the Wordle bit, um, which took up a good amount of time here. So that's, again, that's how you get through a summer of off-season shows. Uh, but Pete, I'm going to ask you first, because I don't think there's any injury news that seems relevant, but I know you're perusing it every single day for the Fantasy Life newsletter. Uh, so anything out there conference championship-wise, news-wise, that you want to touch on at all? Um, the the couple things that I noticed were uh, Darrell Williams practiced in full yesterday, so we're headed toward... Uh, quite the mess with the chiefs backfield. Cause they'll have Darrell McKinnon and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, uh, all active for this game. So that's kind of interesting from a projection standpoint. Um, and then George Kittle, Debo Samuel were both off of the injury report. I want to say that Eli Mitchell didn't practice yesterday. I haven't seen an update on him today, but for the most part, it seems like uh, pretty clean on the injury, uh, front. Yeah, so we are on conference championship week tomorrow. Our boy Justin Freeman from Run the Sims is going to be on the show. We are going to dice up showdown. I think we're technically going to be doing a, a randomizer with showdown, right? Yeah, I was thinking we could uh, have a little wheel with some some prompts to make a showdown build harder. Uh, if you guys have any suggestions for those, I was thinking stuff like you spin the wheel. It's like you must use a fullback in your lineup or you must use less than 40K salary, stuff like that. Um, maybe we have you know six or seven prompts and each of us spin the prompt before our build. And then we can see who wins um, in that. So if you guys have suggestions for uh, showdown prompts to make it harder, for building uh let us know yeah come hang out tomorrow same time 2 30 eastern and we'll be doing uh straight football tomorrow so we gotta you know we gotta dig in deep but i'm excited to have justin freeman on i've i've we've dm'd throughout the season i've talked to them i know you've had him on some of your streams but the splash play timing hasn't worked for him but great to have him in the mix and of course run the sims pete i give the people the one line pitch for there before we have justin on tomorrow yeah, run the Sims. Uh, it's been awesome for the showdown slates and these short slates uh, specifically. They do have a, a playoff package going on now. You can get half off uh, with promo code Pete on that. So it's, uh, it's normally 69 bucks for the playoff special down to 34.50. You will, even if you're just playing the two showdowns in the Super Bowl, you will get your uh, money back uh, with the Sims pretty quickly. And then, you know, uh, maybe we can talk about this more with him tomorrow. I won't necessarily steal his thunder, but sounds like um, maybe some other sports coming for or run the Sims, maybe some sports uh, near and dear to our heart, maybe ones we might even talk about on the show today. So uh, some fun stuff coming down the pipeline and uh, we'll be good to talk to Justin. And Justin, too, I mean, it's not just DFS for him. He's definitely doing a lot of sharp things with betting as well that I know I've been keeping an eye on. Um, so definitely, you know, come tune in tomorrow. Hang out with us and Justin Freeman. We're excited to get him back in the mix. But the big news item, and, I, and we have a couple here. Again, the Jeff Fisher thing in the USFL, it's gigantic. But Big Ben retiring, uh, the quote from him, the journey's been exhilarating, fueled by a spirit of competition, Roethlisberger said. Yet the time, by the way, no fucking chance Ben wrote this. <laughs> it's not no, he did. <laughs> Yet the time has come to clean out my locker, hang up my cleats, and continue to be all I can be to my wife and children. I retire from football, a truly grateful man. Uh, Pete, I'll, I'll give you some data here from Football Outsiders in a second because I thought there were some interesting takes on that, and we can sort of see how we grade him out. But you're Big Ben retiring. We got through the season. I feel like you could make the argument here. You watched him play all year. It just seemed like a guy who didn't really want to be there. Uh, yeah. I mean, this was one of those where he he – 
he didn't go out on top. You know, he, he should have pulled the plug a year, maybe even two years uh, earlier on this. Uh, you know, I think what's interesting to me is now what the Steelers do going forward, uh, you know, on their roster right now, it's just Mason Rudolph. Uh, he has one year left on his contract. Dwayne Haskins, restricted free agent and Joshua Dobbs, unrestricted free agent. So not the most exciting names. Uh, we will have some free agent quarterbacks. There's going to be some quarterbacks available through trade. So it'll be interesting to see what the Steelers do just based on how they've built this team and not really investing in quarterbacks through the draft. Like they just have been uninterested in a succession plan with big Ben. So my guess is they go the stopgap route, you know, try to get one of these journeyman quarterbacks uh, through free agency or a trade and see if they can buy themselves another two to three years or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's not a great uh, situation for the Steelers, but I, I do think they have an exciting you know, position group between Najee Harris, who I think is, is a great solid, you know, bell cow running back. You got a really nice three wide receiver set with, with Juju Claypool and Deontay Johnson. Like it should be an attractive spot um, for a quarterback who's competent. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. I think too, you know, having Mike Tomlin, I, it seems like he's not going to be leaving this job. So I think that's something where um, there are rumors of him going into the college coaching ranks. And it feels like, you know, he definitely pushed back on that, had that public press conference where he shit on the idea and why people were just talking about him doing that in the first place compared to some other Super Bowl, uh, you know, legendary coaches out there. But I think for him, like having a younger roster to mold guys where he can really kind of put that imprint on and sort of get them where they need to be is an appealing option to me. I'm going to throw out a QB to you, Pete. And I don't know his injury status, the timing of his, his knee injury was not great. Jameis in Pittsburgh feels kind of fun, kind of right. Yeah, I don't I don't even really know what to think about Jameis and just the, what little we saw of him in New Orleans. It would be closer to kind of the weapons he had in Tampa, you know, when he was thrown to Godwin and Evans and had some exciting playmakers. And, you know, he, he was getting some stuff done down there. So, yeah, with this crew, I could see him pushing the ball down the field. Um, I wonder what kind of patience Mike Tomlin would have for mm. for Winston. And you could tell Sean Payton didn't have a ton of patience for it, you know, pretty short leash with the turnovers. And yeah, that would be a, an interesting experiment uh, with Jameis Winston for sure. Yeah, we'll be here all offseason thinking about this one, but I'll, I'll give the moratorium on Ben. And I, it is a, an extra points article on Football Outsiders if you want to check out the actual data they link to some of his statistics. But uh, Ben was ranked number one in their defensive yards above replacement or defense adjusted, rather, yards above replacement once. Uh, so not the best. 2014, uh, which is a year that they lost in the wild card round to Baltimore. Uh, that was a actually, Pete, uh, who would you guess was on the Steelers in 2014? I'll ask you this first. For. Like skill position guys who are noteworthy. Skill position, 2014. Um, man, was Martavis Bryant on the team then? That or is, is that yep. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously. I thought was going to be there who was not there. Uh, so, Dev, Antonio Brown? Antonio Brown was there. Yep. Uh, I mean, it had to be peak Le'Veon Bell, right? Yep. Yeah, he was a monster that year. Yep. Yeah, and then I'm trying to think. I, I mean, was this the tail end of Santonio Holmes? No, or was so he already gone? No, he. I think he was gone. The guy I was thinking of is Heinz Ward. I thought Heinz, Heinz Ward, Ward retired yeah. like five years ago. You're tired in 2012. Yeah, that's. Uh, he hung around for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I thought he had to have gotten into the mid 2010s, but no, it was not him. Garrett Blunt is also the the backup running back there who was still in the mix. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. But yeah, Ben, you know, really more than anything was uh, a guy who was consistent according to the Football Outsiders metrics, again, according to the defeats, uh, defense adjusted yards above replacement, 10 seasons in the top 10, which is an impressive number, yet somehow not as impressive as you would think for a guy like Ben, who's been around for this long. He'd have another four seasons as well, where he was in the 11th ranked position in their uh, DYAR stats. And I guess the question, Pete, is like, Ben Roethlisberger, when we go to the annals of time, and I'm not going to touch the other stuff. Like I personally never liked Ben because of the the many things that we all know have been bandied out about there. But at a certain point, you know, maybe people change. I don't know, whatever the fuck you want to say about that stuff. But I would say like consistency over time and just being available and being good enough to be in the top 10. I think you have to herald that to some degree. But also like if you're not number one and you're only number one once in your career, I feel like he's one of these guys. I'm, I just don't know. Like, does he go by the wayside? Is he exalted? Does he get like recanceled again? I just, I don't know how it's going to go for Ben. Yeah. I think to your point, his resume and legacy isn't quite stellar enough to withstand the other off the field 
parts that kind of tarnish his image. You know, like if he was Tom Brady, you know, people would, you know, pleasantly or, or conveniently ignore some of that stuff just because it's like, well, he's the GOAT. But Roethlisberger was just not quite great enough, I think, to fully ever shake that stuff off. So, yeah, I I don't think people are going to look super fondly back on Big Ben's career, remember him as one of the greats, but I don't know. That's just kind of my my read on it. I mean, the resume, two-time Super Bowl champion, six-time Pro Bowler, Rookie of the Year, um, you know, it's solid, but I, I don't think he's going to be remembered quite as fondly as his resume suggests. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them the tip of the cap. 15 years of being a top 10 QB relative to these football outsider stats, I think, is noteworthy. Like, that is a good level of consistency, just being on the field, being available for that long. Uh, but, you know, tough to go out this way, tough to not go out at the peak, uh, tough to not really be in contention the last few years. Um, so Ben's certainly going to be a, a bit of an interesting character to behold. And I, honestly, if there are any Steelers in chat, I'm just curious about what you guys think, too. So feel free to chime in down below. And shout out to the chat. Alan Brock saying, I'd like to hear your guys' picks for where these QBs go. Guys like Rogers Russ, have no fear, Alan. We're going to have many hours to fill in the offseason. And, and Pete, you know, I'm going to be subjecting you to all sorts of conjecture. Yeah, no, we, we started doing it a little bit on ship chasing last night, mainly with Rogers and just kind of envisioning through, we were doing a thought exercise on what the ADPs would be for the Broncos players. If, if Rogers went there. So yeah, we're going to have uh we're going to have lots uh, of fun with that this off season. Why was there no Gretchen on the show? I was actually watching a little bit, but I didn't see it. I didn't he just see took a part. bye week you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. He, he's nothing. afraid. He's, he's ducking the off season too. He had David Kitchen to do a podcast. I mean, podcast. to be fair, even last week I pitched, I was like, Hey, do you guys want to take a week off? Cause we had just gone from doing five shows, uh, in a row that week. So, uh, yeah, you know, we're, we're all recharging the batteries a little bit these days. <laughs> Shout out to Gretchen. I, I honestly, whenever I get time and I'm just kind of hanging out, I, I put on ship chasing. I very much enjoy that show. And you guys already talking about best ball ADPs. I think, uh, it's certainly some advantages out there based on what you guys were talking about. So make sure you're checking out that show. In addition to this one into the coaching carousel though. And uh, let's hit that like button. If you're in the chat or you're watching after the fact helps us out a bunch. We do appreciate all you guys hanging out with us. Even as the season does come to an end here, Sean Payton steps away. This happened after our show Monday. Supposedly he's had two teams reach out to him. He has no interest in coaching this year and Pete in this spot with Sean Payton. I, I feel like I don't think he comes back next year. I do think that this is one where I know the Cowboys are rumored to be maybe throwing the Brinks truck at him. I just think he's a guy that older than you would think, but also just he's going to make a lot of money doing TV. And as Bill Cowher has shown, sometimes it's hard to leave that TV bag behind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's all, it's always interesting. What for some of these guys is motivation. Um, the TV gigs always seem pretty cushy. I think these, some of these guys though quickly realize that TV is also hard, like to be good at it. Cause it's like, they might be able to cash the checks, but the the people the viewers will let you know if you suck at it so um it's not as cushy of a gig as you might think do you think he'd be good at it i honestly i've never really seen him talk at length and i feel like that's the thing with drew Brees that like i saw him do his interviews i never once thought oh this man's gonna be so insightful like with peyton manning and the manning cast and even eli like these guys were on snl like they showed they had chops they could carry you know a stream basically for a few hours I don't Drew Brees, I think, is being exposed like week after week with all of his uh, Sunday night football contributions and even the points bet commercials. He's just a, a charisma black hole, uh, despite looking prettier than ever. So I'll give him that. I just think that's the that would give me the fear of it. But like, you know, I, it's hard for me to say that because I think you or I could do those shows and we would be like pe people treat us like rock stars if they if they like respected us <laughs> and indoctrinated us. I was listening. I think it was maybe one of the podcasts. Um on the ringer. I forget. I think it's like their sports media podcast. And they were talking about the breeze stuff in that he really got a good reputation as a player in those pre-production meetings, you know, before like Monday night football. And I guess drew Brees was so good in those meetings, like, you know, a great conversationalist willing to give lots of kind of tidbits and stuff that the announcers could then use. And so I think he endeared himself to a lot of the decision makers behind the scenes there of like them just making a logical conclusion or, or leap that, Hey, he's, he was good in this environment. I bet that could translate there. And I, I'm not, I'm not sure if it does. I think, I do think you would have to get him the ball in space, so to speak, make sure you're playing to his strengths, let him tell anecdotes, stories, um, not have him do a ton of heavy lifting as play by play, or even just direct color. He would, it's almost like a third role, right? Where it's like the next level of color analysis. Um, I think we've seen stuff with Tony Romo though, where those guys, you know, breaking down, um, plays and stuff can be pretty interesting. So I don't know. I bet he could pull it off with some, some reps. 
Yeah, Nick in the chat saying Greg Olson, A plus, Romo, A minus, Breeze, F minus. Romo, <laughs> I think, kind of bought that early hype a little too much. He was great that first season and then kind of went back to the same old tricks. But Greg Olson, I just feel like, you know, and I don't want to always attribute things to Barstool or whatever, but like really any podcast, if you do a Simmons podcast or Charming, if you could do like a Pardon My Take, if you could do a Simmons, if you could do a Pat McAfee show and people in your likable and fun, like that's the sign to me that you should be getting this network money and you're ready to take that leap up. But I feel like if you're just, you know, doing production meetings and shit, like there's difference between production meeting funny and like real life can carry a show and can like be, be likable in the way that you really have to be. Yeah. And I mean, there is, it doesn't matter how talented you are at, at one thing. Like if you haven't put in the reps broadcasting, like you're going to struggle. And obviously Drew Brees isn't going to go call college football games for two years and, you know, cut his teeth. But I, I do really think that's not necessarily the place you want to learn on the job. Uh, that I would just for my own stuff, it'd be like, I, I need to do more, you know, uh, other broadcasts or either that or surround myself with really, really strong broadcasters, because I think it's tougher than it looks. Yeah. I'm not gonna be mad at Drew Brees for taking the paycheck. Same thing for Sean Payton, you know, just hope that they do the work. And I, I would agree, like you gotta be committed to doing the work and it's hard to do that when you are uh, getting paid $20 million to be doing one thing exclusively. Uh, Matt Eberflus hired in Denver, uh, according to bears be, uh, beat writer, Zach Pearson, the Colts defense was 30th in points per game allowed in 2017 before Eberflus arrived. Uh, here's where they ranked in the last four seasons. They were eighth, 18th, 11th and 10th. So a solid one. And this is the point that I do want to hit on a little bit. I don't know enough about Matt Eberflus candidly to be like oh i feel he's a great hire i just hate that teams always do this shit where it's like okay cool you know the, the previous coach was a defensive coach actually i guess this would be the one exception um oh you know what i fucked up i he got hired in chicago i said in denver that's why my brain kind of went weird um it's always like offensive coach gets fired we bring in defensive coach defensive coach gets fired we bring an offensive coach just hire a good coach hire whoever the best coach is hire the best you know leader of men even if you want to do those old school tropes and i just hate that this guy gets hired in chicago and he's going to probably ruin justin fields unless they really bring in a good oc yeah i mean th this one is just fun with the with the rogers and and adams type rumors and stuff there i feel like uh but yeah it is it, that is a funny thing of how the coaching hires works it's almost like how politics work too where it's just like ping pongs back and forth it was like we get a republican in here and then we swing no now we got to get a liberal in, and then we get sick of that shit we got to get a republican it's just it, there everyone's always constantly managing almost public perception more so than even what's best for the team uh, with that. But yeah, I, I mean, the Broncos stuff, like I said, we were talking about it last night. I mean, they become incredibly interesting uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and I don't know, this seems like a nice little, you know, foundational piece to maybe set that up a bit. Um, I always think back to when the Broncos and Elway was able to go do his recruitment mission of Peyton Manning and you're trying to get as much ammo that you can to sell these guys on that. I mean, this is probably a pretty good way to uh, to make it more attractive for Rodgers. Yeah, and then as uh, Pete's talking about here, Denver hires Nathaniel Hackett after he's been Green Bay's offensive coordinator since 2019. And actually, Will, uh, this is one thing where both an annoyance for me, again, another nepotistic hire. He is the son of former NFL coach Paul Hackett, who my anecdote about was my first year at USC. I did fundraising uh, for the USC annual fund, had to call alums, some of whom very <laughs> mad at USC for whatever reason, some of whom love USC. And one of the reasons, Pete, that people wouldn't donate that year that was actually on like a pull down menu on whatever the CMS is we had to use was that uh, they fired Paul Hackett and they wanted like didn't want Pete Carroll. And that was basically when Pete Carroll went on his run and became a legendary college coach and contributed to the best four years of college football. I think that I witnessed that more than anybody will ever have. But I just feel like these coaches who come from like the families and then they get the job, like I think Hackett deserves it. Green Bay's offense, we know can do a lot. Denver can really use the kind of discipline that Green Bay bought. And Javante Williams, if he is the last man left in that backfield, somehow our boy Mel, our boy, if my boy Melvin Gordon leaves this year, like that team's going to be really good. But I do think at this point, it's just like, I, I don't know. I just, I want somebody who's not a football lifer to get some of these jobs. And, and it's not me being like, I, I can do a coach. I can't do that. But there's like really smart people out there. And it's just like, now nah, this guy's the son of another guy and he's coaching with, for this other guy who's the son of another guy. So let's hire him. I'm just tired of it. I, on that same note, it was, uh, I think it was over the weekend and I see, uh, Chris Collinsworth's, uh, son, oh, you know, jacked. doing, yeah, doing it too. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm sure this was a nice fair, uh, hiring process here. <laughs> Yeah, it is what it is, but honestly could be good for Denver's offense. It definitely could be good for some of those receivers who did kind of die on the vine this year. 
Um, we also have one potential hiring here, Bri Byron Leftwich. So he's been linked to the Jags. Also, uh, the Saints got permission to interview him as well. And the rumors are the Jags are supposedly between keeping their current GM, Trent Baalke, who people are very down on since his, his Niners run. Obviously, you can make the case the, the Jags run has been no better. Um, and then I guess if Baalke stays, they're going to hire Vic Fangio. If Byron Leftwich comes in, they're probably going to hire a new GM. I feel like if you're the Jags, just hire Byron Leftwich. Like he wasn't ever, you know, a, a world beater as a QB, but we'll always remember the positive moments and Marshall, him being carried around on that knee, uh, being in Jacksonville, kind of willing them to some wins they probably shouldn't have had. And I feel like if you're Jacksonville, you like it's a nostalgia hire at this point, but he's proven some competency. Learn other Bruce Arians. I feel like if you're the Jags and you don't hire Leftwich, you are fucking up big time. Sorry, I'm. I don't have many thoughts on Brian Leftwich, and I'm battling Russian bots in the chat right now. Oh, I don't, there's just a string one of them of said that. dumb though, so that could have been about your balls. <laughs> normally, normally it's just one of them, and I just let it go. But this one, there's just four of them. They just they don't stop coming. I mean, Cooks McJork, they're really into the content. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know with the. I honestly, I don't know what the move is for any of them. I just think Byron left, which uh, I think we just had Tyler in the chat saying that they should hire Eric Bieniemy. I do think that he's a guy, the chief's offensive coordinator has learned at the Andy Reid tree who should be more in the mix. Uh, but overall, I feel like Byron left, which the Jags to me just need to lean towards nostalgia and give him a chance. Yeah, I'm, I'm down to see that. And then the last coaching one, which um, I don't know if you saw this, Pete, but uh, your boy Crack Rock actually broke the news about the Giants, uh, the, their assistant GM hired that they ended up hiring a, What's his name? Joe Schoen from the Bills, their assistant GM. And he also says they're going to be hiring Brian Flores, which, I mean, if you're, if Crack Rock is, I mean, he is a, a prominent best baller, also has access to free weed for people. So maybe he does have the source cultivation that you need. Um, but it does seem like he might have a lead in with the Giants. Where, I mean, what was this a, did this tweet go viral? Hayden bumped it up. Hayden uh, from Underdog, Hayden Wanks bumped it up. And I was like, what? And that's like yeah. Crack Rock reporting. <laughs> Yeah, so Crack Rock does have uh, friends in in high places. He's mentioned uh, having dinner with with Robert Kraft. I'm now scrolling through his timeline, and he was watching uh, the Bills Chiefs game with an NFL owner as well. Um, this could be a different owner, but yeah, it uh, it does not surprise me that that Crack Rock has uh, you know legitimately good leads with his sources. So if you are to go uh, to the way of, of what Crack Rock is saying, Brian Flores going to the Giants certainly would be an improvement in the culture there. Uh, maybe not a huge improvement for the offense, which is what they need and would be hiring against type after what we just talked about here, where they did hire Joe Judge, who I guess was technically a special teams guy, but was supposed to improve that defense. Um, I think in this spot, I would like to see them get an offensive coach if they're going to get anything out of Daniel Jones. But we'll see how that goes. Um, USFL updates, Pete, let's burn through them here before we do our conference championship low ball. The opening game of the USFL going to be simulcast on Fox and NBC between the Birmingham Stallions and the New Jersey Generals. It's going to be the first time these two networks have aired the same game since Super Bowl one, according to a Fox sports press release, Pete. And, um, I also want to ask you about the team names and then what your thoughts are. Cause I could probably have just made some up and you'd had no idea, but we're stoked about the USFL, right? Like I feel like Fox and NBC teaming up here, like they're trying to get this off the ground, which for us is, you know, DFS players, people who want to bet on things like this is good news. Like two networks thrown all the weight behind it, I think means that this might be some form of appointment TV this spring. Yeah. I mean, even if they can, I I'll, I'll go far as to say if they can just be like 90% of what the XFL was like, I'll, I'll count that uh, as a, as a victory. So yeah, I'm, I'm super excited about this. Did we get a date for that, that game? Um, the opening day is going to be April 16th, 2022. Perfect. Yeah, so that it's is going to be yeah, it's going to be going down there, and it's uh, Pete. Every game is going to be in Birmingham, Alabama. They're not they're not doing the the stadiums thing. Every game is going to be there. I think it might it might be within the realm of possibility we could get actual access. <laughs> that would be super fun. I that was one of my wish list items. I was uh, my buddy Mike. He knew someone who was working for one of the New York uh, XFL teams, and uh, it just didn't quite work out with the schedule. So yes, I would I would love to go do some boots on the ground. Um, yeah. I, and I wonder, so they're all the teams are going to kind of be based, uh, in Birmingham practice and stuff there too. Yeah. And then also if you work for the USFL, they're putting you up in housing because they know people don't necessarily want to relocate to Birmingham, Alabama. No disrespect to them. Um, I didn't know who else was in Alabama. Yeah, so now, now it's sealed. We, we got to go, uh, get drinks with our accountant and, uh, go to a USFL game. Yeah. Nothing better. I mean, let's see what the COVID variants are at that point. Cause I feel like Birmingham, Alabama seems like it could be a spot. Maybe not the most friendly in that front. 
Bro. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, I mean, it's a business expense to go see our accountant. So I, I mean, true. Good point. Well, we'll see. Honestly, I'm going to work some channels here and hope that we are back channels of our of our corporate overlords and see if we can get some access to the USFL because we are diving in here um, and they are going to be two divisions. So this is our little, we'll call this USFL corner because we're getting, I'm getting mentally ready for this. Pete is as well. We're going to be covering it, but two divisions in the USFL, the North and the South, the teams, Pete. Um, and I want you to tell me which of these names is your favorite out of the North division, the Michigan Panthers, the New Jersey Generals, the Philadelphia Stars, and the Pittsburgh Maulers. Yes. First of all, what if I told you right now I was buying USFL merch uh, <laughs> as we speak? <laughs> well, so I, you know, I, I got to gear up. Um, yeah. I did become an XFL thought leader. And if I am going to be a USFL thought leader, I am going to have to look the part. So, uh, yes, coming to a stream near you. Um, all right. So I'm looking at these names and they are, they are awful. Um, give me North first though, because I'm teasing out the South here to keep the interest up on the street. All right, say those again. The, the Michigan Panthers, New Jersey yeah. Generals, Philadelphia Stars, and the Pittsburgh Maulers are your North teams. The Philadelphia Stars just sounds like too ambiguous, and I just associate it with the Dallas Stars and whatever. The Pittsburgh Maulers, at least, is creative. I, mm -hmm. I kind of like that. Maulers is is a good word. That one stands out and feels different. Michigan Panthers feels overly generic. Why are they, there's not there's not fucking Panthers in Michigan? Apologies if there are, but I don't associate Panthers with Michigan. And the New Jersey Generals is just so hardo throwback, like Washington Generals type stuff. I don't know. Um Maulers by far the the victor there for me. I like Maulers. I don't mind Michigan Panthers because it does sound like a like a fictional movie team. That would be really good. And they, you know, <laughs> Jeff Fisher is the coach of the Michigan Panthers. So again, brand names behind that one. The South Division, though, Birmingham Stallions, Houston Gamblers, New Orleans Breakers, and the Tampa Bay Bandits. Pete, who wins that division? These are better. Um, Houston is now kind of two for two. I thought the Roughnecks for the XFL was a good uh, name. I like Gamblers. Houston Gamblers itself, like as two things, doesn't sound super great to me, but just saying the gamblers, the gamblers take the field. Like, I think that's cool. Breakers. I've always thought is a cool name. There's the, uh, the basketball team in New Zealand, the New Zealand breakers. I think that's a pretty good term. I like the, the wave logo in bandits, I think is pretty cool as well. Tampa Bay bandits. You got the alliteration. They're rolling off the tongue. Birmingham stallions. It's just too much of a mouthful. Birmingham stallions. Um, mm. but yeah, there's three strong ones here. I like gamblers, breakers and bandits. I do like gamblers. Uh, Coney Dog in the chat saying, look up the old Michigan Panthers gear. I didn't realize that they actually, are these all, uh, if anybody in the chat knows, are these these aren't all recycled USFL names, I don't think. I thought they rebranded them, but I could be completely wrong. The uniforms do look pretty cool. Kind of an FSU look, it seems, but um, I would say more college of a look these old USFL uniforms are than they, uh, you know, a modern version of it, but I'm sure they'll modernize it in some way. God, I can't wait for this hat to get here. <laughs> It's, it's it's sick like i mean honestly i think new football leagues are like the most fun thing when you know they're not going to like die immediately like you know for the fan control football ones too i know we discussed over text like if we have an in there I'll, I'll take it into whatever spring football league wants to treat us as free agents uh yeah no I'm, I'm super excited this comes at the perfect time um you know we'll get action going uh It'll be what, like March Madness will just be over. We'll be starting to gear up for the NFL draft. Um, and this is going to perfectly bridge us into the summer, into the heart of NFL best ball season. Um, it, it's honestly perfect. I'm I'm very, very excited. I was super bummed last year when we didn't have that league. So I'm glad uh, the USFL is stepping up. Yeah, I think the timing, I actually didn't even think of that, but that is pretty sharp timing by them because I think the XFL started basically the second that NFL season ended. And now guys like Pete and I can take that month to go to Hawaii or have a baby and then come back refreshed, ready to go to Birmingham, Alabama and do some coverage. Yes. Luckily, I'm doing one of those things and not the other. <laughs> hey, maybe both by the end of that trip. Oh, uh, if only you I won't be the volcano exploding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to indulge this conversation or your <laughs> disgusting metaphors. This is just what happens. I don't know if the, I know we have some other parents in chat. I, I know my friends when they have kids, like they're like, Hey, when are you going to have a kid? Everybody's going to have a kid. And I'm going to fully on this show, Pete, you are the person I talk to the most who doesn't have a kid. So unfortunately every show is going to be like, Hey Pete, I feel like you guys have, you and Lauren have a pretty cute kid. Yeah. Huh? You and my parents and my in-laws and everyone <laughs> else in my life soon. Uh, you want to do some conference championship low ball. Are we ready for that? Sure. All right. Uh, we don't, I don't think our, our boy, the mortgage King is in chat. I was going to suggest if you were in chat, we could offer him up. Um, also good line by Paul here. Gamblers better go for it on fourth down 90% yes. of the time. 
I agree. Branding wise, the gamblers are the ones where like that merch, I feel like aligns the most with our personal life choices, Pete. Yeah, no, I mean, th- that it will be the cruelest irony if they're like the conservative, most conservative <laughs> team in the league. <laughs> punt, punt, punt on second down. <laughs> yeah. Analytics. Uh, low ball time, though. We are going to go back to this for one more go around and uh, and see if we can build the worst conference championship team possible. And Pete, I will tell you, I have not started data prep for the week at all. So I'm going in this one as blind as blind can be. Yes. No, I am. Um, I'm going to be incredibly blind, too. Uh I think, yeah, before wildcard weekend, I like updated my spreadsheet uh, with stuff and was a little more on top of it. But yeah, I think, I think honestly, what I'm mainly going to be doing this weekend is I'm going to play the two game slate on Yahoo. They have the rake free baller contest, 500 K in prizes. And there was some overlay on that, the Sunday version of that last weekend. So I'm probably going to play that for the two game. And then DraftKings has the Sunday night game as the big showdown contest. So I'll probably play go heavy on on showdown for that. So I don't even I'll probably end up tossing like one lineup in DK, like do the spy or something. But um, yeah, haven't been giving much thought to uh, the DraftKings salaries. I will continue doing the play action. I will. I, that is my tournament of choice every single time. And then I'll throw my my few in the Millie Maker. I like two game slates, though. One thing uh, I'm looking at the Osmo Boom Bust data right now. Uh, you want to guess how often they have Cam Akers being in the optimal lineup? Oh, wow. Um, I'm just pulling up right now to see his salary at 5,000. God, it's probably it's probably like 85 percent or something. Close 63%, which is an ungodly high number, even for a two game slate. And uh, that is going to be an interesting one because I think the casual players who are going to be the ones doing a lot of these lineups on that Sunday two game slate, like they're not going to trust cam makers at all. No. Yeah. Uh, That's going to be, that's going to be interesting. I saw, uh, yeah, his, his workload was, what was his workload last week? 24 attempts. So yeah. And I mean, Tampa Bay is a pass funnel. They have a good run defense. So, I mean, if he's getting anywhere along this kind of work, uh, against the Niners, um, that's going to be a smash at that price tag. I, I don't know why they set it so low. Yeah. Sean saying cam makers better be on the bench. I just think that's logic that people think he won't play. Cause we did see Sony Michelle sub in for him after that second fumble. But I think you got to go back to cam makers. If that's what you think is the move. And also shout out to you, Pete Paul V saying, I don't even know who's playing without the only first look show in the industry. I know it's sad. I, we're all kind of flying blind without the swell cast <laughs> as our guiding beacon. All right. Let's, uh, let's build this, uh, this lineup for ourselves. I guess we're going to go head to head with this, right? Yeah, I got I got two lineups here. Um, I right. am not tossing this in the Millie Maker. I just quickly uh, <laughs> opened up a contest. <laughs> I think if ever going to throw it in, throw it in the Millie Maker. Well, what I I'm not going to toss mine in because mine's going to be a bad lineup. You normally build these beautiful tournament lineups. Maybe I will toss yours in the Millie. I won more low ball. I won more rounds of low ball. I just don't broadcast it. The lady doth protest too much. All right, I'll let you go first then because you're you're the thought leader. Okay. Um, and this is, I mean, always on the two game slates, everything's priced, um, pretty, uh, pretty low. So I I feel like it's always hard to, to spend salary. Um, I will go, I'll go ahead and burn Joe Mixon at 6,800. Um, just with the thesis being, uh, if they get behind, uh, not being able to, to do as much on the ground with him as they want. Um, and I think it's just going to be hard to spend salary at running back on this slate. So I'm going to go ahead and use, use Joe Mixon there. Um, a good question here from Sean, in the chat Henderson coming back, right? I think I saw that he was going to potentially be available, but I didn't see him officially getting activated unless I missed that. Yeah. To me, it's more, I, I don't really see, I mean, they've, they've wanted, I mean, Cam Akers missed half the, or the full season and they immediately, you know, gave him 24 carries in that game. I, I don't think much is going to eat into his workloads. Sony Michelle wasn't eating into it a ton last week. So I don't think it's a, a huge deal for his touch prospects. All right, I'm going to go, so I'm going to go a different route here and I'm going to go to a position that I think there's a lot of guys who could score a lot of points. I'm going to take Jimmy G now and just take him off the board. Okay. And I guess, oh, well, you, we, we shouldn't do back-to-backs on this. I think we should just go one by we one. We just alternate. Yeah. yeah. So I can wait on, on my quarterback stuff now. Although, um, I think I'll probably just correlate. Um, this is going to pain me, but I'll probably just play for a Bengals loss. Although I can wait on my quarterback. So, um, I think I will be picking burrow when that time comes. 
let's go ahead and man, who do I, how do I want to think through this? Um, Hopefully poorly for me. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. I need to spend a little more salary at wide receiver. I'm too scared to do Jamar chase though, but if I am going to load up on Bengals as a flop spot here, I'll go with T Higgins. Okay. I am going to apply a similar strategy here and I'm going to take Debo Samuel at wide receiver. Okay. All right. Debo, uh, makes sense. Let's see. Tight end. Um, I feel like I will just do George Kittle. He's, you know, at 5k, he's been disappearing in a lot of these games. Um, it doesn't seem like the spot he's going to pop up for 40, but, uh, I'll go ahead and burn a little tight end salary there. I mean, he Uh, hasn't look at this. I mean, he hasn't been over this is last week was his first week over six points in five weeks. Sorry, who were we talking about? I was reading some of the chats. Kittle. Oh, Kittle. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's oh, in the sorry. Block. Yeah. Sorry, I don't have. I had a it on an individual screen, not the window. My bad. I was going back and forth between our two uh, teams. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was seeing mine. I was confused. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Eric oh. also saying uh, Jimmy G is the worst QB in the playoffs. I agree. I hope. I hope Eric knows that we are building a low ball lineup here. I'm not. I'm not building my. Hey, you're just gonna be a bunch of rock stars lineup. I'm not building my Jimmy yeah. G is gonna shit the bed and ruin this for the Niners lineup. Believe it or not, Spags and I both tried to build really good lineups back and forth. Uh, <laughs> isn't is it the best entertainment? Um, so you got, all right. So you took Kittle off the board. Yeah. Um, I snaked your, your 49ers onslaught. You did. And you took Mixon already. This is gonna It gets tricky. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to spend the 49 five for that. (laughs) I think I will take, I guess I'll just take Eli Mitchell and just keep loading up on. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that, I think that makes sense in your spot. Let me see what the defense situation is. Um, yeah, I need to spend a little bit on defense. Hmm. Or do I, I think I'll just keep playing this strat. Um, I'll go bangles on the road at KC. There's not a, if there was a bigger disparity, you know, between the prices, like if Rams and chiefs were priced up at like 35 to 4k, I think I'd just eat that salary. But when they're so close, I'd, I guess I'd rather just take the worst pick. No, that's a reasonable one. And you are taking the defense in the potentially higher scoring game. So I could see the logic there. Um, I guess I'll, I guess we're just going to pick Bengals and Niners. I'm going to take the <laughs> Niners. Actually, no, I don't take, I don't need to take a defense yet. Let me be smart. Let me think and be, be smart, better than Spags. I usually am. Be smart. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take, um, I'm going to take Darrell Williams because I think he's going to okay. get work, but not be meaningfully enough involved. The issue is he is 4,200. So for a low ball lineup, he is probably too cheap to feel good about. I mean, this is going to end up with us like having to use Kelsey and cup as my guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have the burrow though in my back pocket here. Need to think through some of the other nice wide receiver stuff. I, I do think, Hmm. I really do not want to use cup or Tyreek. I already said, I'm not going to use chase. Um, all right. I'll, uh, I'll throw Odell Beckham in. Ooh. Okay. I guess the question is, is now the time to bite the bullet? Cause you know, you're not going to want to take Cooper cup. I don't think, uh, I no, I do not. I I'm avoiding <laughs> it. I'm going to take, you know what? I'll take Jamar chase. I will play him positively on underdog in that one yard over the receiving yards line. Uh, that they have in their pick'em games, but Jamar Chase, I, I feel like if you're going to do anything, it's like trying to do like last week, like the Titans did, and just sell it to stop Jamar. And, and Casey might be good enough to do that. I think to me, what I'm learning from this exercise is this is like a very shitty slate on DraftKings when it's like impossible to build a bad team. <laughs> like yeah, it a should lot be easier. <laughs> yeah, 4K guys. Just to have the information uh, available so I can more balance my salary, I am going to use my my Burrow pick now just to see. So still puts me at around 6K, obviously a 500 cushion, but I'm still going to need one more big boy to make this work. Yeah, one more big boy. I think <laughs> That's what I, if I had a nickel for every time I said <laughs> that. Um, I am going to take a guy with a very high bust rate on Osimo's boom bust rankings. I'm going to take Samaj P. Ryan as my flex. How much is he? 4,200? Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. Yeah, you, I'm you have to take a pricey boy either way at tight end or wide receiver, so I might as well just take... Just say a big boy. Just say you're going to have to take a big boy. <laughs> you got to take a big boy. 
<laughs> um, all right, what do I want to do here? Who's going to be my big boy? Who is going to be my big boy? You know what? I am just, I'm going to chew through salary. I'm going to go double tight end. Hope that this is a, a Tyree kill game. Hope Travis Kelsey just has six for 60 and doesn't bury me. Interesting. Okay. So Travis Kelsey off the board now. Um, I guess all I can do is leverage off of your pick and go Tyree kills way. <laughs> I mean, it's so bullshit. Like all season long, you know, Tyree kill is like 86 to nine K. And then on this lady, seven K just so everyone can build all-star teams. I mean, what's yeah, after an here? 11 catch 150 yard a week. Like now's the time we price them down. Yeah. And so then you're going to, you only have three defensive options. Um, so that'll be interesting to see what that leaves you with. I'm at 5850. Oh, you fucking boxed me out at tight end. <laughs> I can't, I can't hit the minimum now. What? Because you took you took Kelsey and Kittle, right? So if you take, you're right. If you take Higby, you're fucked. Oh, I, there's got to be a. I'll let you roll it back. You got to take Cup. Uh, all right. I guess I'll take Cooper Cup. So if you take Cup, and then just seeing if you take Higby, Higby and then then Higby you're still Rams. sure. I feel like it should. Be, I'll give you a thousand space then. I think we. Yeah. All right. So who are you going to take here, Rams? Yeah, I'll take the Rams too. I mean, let's yeah, let's just fill in. All right, let's fill so, in like Wordle. <laughs> all right, so I you're going to give me a 700 cap. Yeah, I mean, I mean Willis yeah. Willis says 20 point penalty, which I do think is fair. Yeah, look, I respect that Willis wants to be hard and fast with these rules. I think at this point we got to play a little bit loose, Willis. <laughs> um, all right, I'll do Ceh. Um, and then that brings me, if I do 700, I need to do a 5,700, mm -hmm. um, which now I'm boxed out of that. So <laughs> it's just, and I don't have any other running backs that I can use over that either. So now we're all just fucking boned. Um, I think we could have done this if we did do like snake draft style, where it was like two in a row, we could have made it work, but we, you know, we, we did it a gentleman's way and then we suffer a gentleman's price. So I guess. I mean, I have to pick, let's see, what do I have to do here? Take the I best mean, available player. Here, this is what I'll do. I'll do Chase, and then I get to... Oh, I got Jamar Chase. Oh, you already took Chase. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I'm boxed out. So I have to go Iuke, and mm -hmm. then did you do Mitchell? I did do Mitchell. Then that means, I mean, I still have to do CH. I, I have 14 fucking 100 left. All right. I mean, I think then what it should be is I get some sort of grace period in line with that $700 difference. I mean, what do you want to do? Um, I feel Wait, like I should get a spread then. Do you I want to know like a... you get, I'll, I'll give you, you want to make no, a trade? Do you want to <laughs> make a trade? For no. Well, I was trying to see if we got you back to your original Tyreek Hill. Cause I, I would trade you somebody for Kittle. It's okay. How about Higby for Kittle? Okay, I'll, I'll take I'll take Kittle on mine then, and now I'm but now I'm over by a little. God damn it! This is ridiculous. I think it's, I think we just roll with fourteen hundred and seven hundred and call it a day. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I get I'll, like. How a, about this? I'll spot what? you. I'll spot you uh, seven points. A uh, hundred. Uh, a point for every hundred that I'm over yours. Okay. There. Here. Shake on it. Here. Here's reaching my hand up. Oh, wait, over here. There we go. Wait, there we go. <laughs> Hammer fist. Uh, uh, ready, you're ready for MMA season now. That I mean, stuff. this was an awful idea. I think if either of us would have looked at the salaries and realized what was happening, we would agree this was not the format to play low ball. But sometimes the train has left the station. Sometimes you just lean on a bit on a Thursday show and <laughs> don't think it through. And that's where we are. Pete, what are the plugs for you coming up? Uh, I'm hopping over in 30 minutes. I'm doing a show with uh, Eric Bimefor over on the Spike Week channel. I actually don't know what we're doing. I think we're just talking about uh, a best ball. But if you want to, <laughs> yes, um, Paul, please, please. Uh, bags making making out jokes. Paul talking happy endings. Come on, guys. Um, I guess this is what this is what happens when I show my ass to start the stream. It really sets the tone. You got us all horned up to start. We had nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got fucking love face in the chat saying online strips without clothing. I mean, we're all off the rails. Um, online strips without clothes. So like a stripping website. Is that what we're? 
Let's, I don't care enough. If you want to type that into your browser, Lord knows the filth that you search on your computer. I will say, you know what? I know we did our prediction show earlier. I Now that I've owned the Oculus for a few months, I think the next big wave for like VR stuff will be like, you know how the, you have the OnlyFans thing? It'll be like online stripping through VR will be the thing. Wait, you just came to the realization that the big wave for the Oculus <laughs> is going to be fucking virtual reality porn? No shit, dude. Well, not virtual reality porn, virtual reality stripping where it's like a real person. Like it's a real person doing it for you live. What do you mean? Yeah, of of course. That's like the the entire industry is going to be lifted up by horn dogs, man. This is I mean, without it, there's nothing here. Villa's saying there already is VR chat. The VR chat app that's on there uh, that's not Horizon Venues is fucking weird. It's like people in furry costumes doing furry stuff and like. But it's not. But it's not like a real person. I don't. At least on. I don't know. My research is not shown. It's like a real person. It's a person like in an avatar form. And I don't want like. I'm not looking for GTA strippers. Like I don't, I don't want that. Whatever you, know, you I don't say. Want that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still. I need to. I have not taken my Oculus uh, out of the box. I, I need to. Me- I need really? to mess with it. Yeah. Why? Why? I. I just haven't got a chance. I've been There's busy. No curiosity. Spy. No intellectual curiosity to enter the metaverse. <laughs> I mean. Uh, not really, honestly, but I, I do know I, I want to, I want to check it out. I just haven't gotten to it, man. All right. It's well, on my to-do list, bud. GA007 saying his research. Look, this is not a show my girlfriend watches. I will tell you, Spank Bang has a fantastic <laughs> full assortment of VR videos for you to enjoy for free that are illegal, but you can have a great time. How much research have I done? More than enough, Paul. More than <laughs> Yeah. Use promo code splash. It's honestly though, like it's terrifying because I feel like when you do any of these things, even if it's just like YouTube VR or whatever, like once you're in there, it's like, oh fuck, I could see why people get addicted to this. Like if you were just like a single guy in the pandemic and trying to play it like the you know, not too fast and loose during that early part, I could see people got like really addicted and spent like a lot of money on the stuff. Like absolutely. Yeah. No, I've I've seen Black Mirror before. I know how this ends. It's <laughs> true. That is how it goes. Make sure you follow up Peter Overzet. Go check out his show with our pal Eric Bime for coming up on the Spike. It's on the Spike Week YouTube channel, right? Yeah. All right, cool. Go check that out. Follow at Chris Spags. Follow at Splash Play Pod tomorrow. Justin Freeman from Run the Sims joins the show, and we're going to do a lot of serious football talk, including breaking down the showdowns for those two games on Sunday, in addition to ride or die picks and all of that. Any final words for you, Pete, before we call it quits? No, yeah, looking forward to uh, the show tomorrow with Justin. So yeah, we'll be we'll be here at the exact same time. Yep, so come check it out. And make sure to go to footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe as well. 99 cents a week on there. Get some Super Bowl data and championship uh, conference championship data into your life over footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe. And come hang out with us tomorrow at 2.30. I might even pop open a beer because this has been a long week. See wow. you guys then. 